Hey guys, welcome to Chat with KST. I'm your girl K, and today we're going to be doing a full show. And for those of you who are new and aren't familiar with what a full show looks like, it's just a show where we sit down and we discuss a series of topics and events that is going on in social media. And then we kind of just share our opinions on it and just have like girls talk, right? Or men talk or just talk, you know? But anyway, before we do jump in to it, I want to ask, are you guys ready for the new year, right? Today is December the 30th, 2023. The new year is right around the corner. And I want to know, are you prepared for it, right? Now, we do start out our full shows with a quote of the day. And today's quote of the day is by an unknown person, but It says, don't be afraid of new beginnings. Don't shy away from new people, new energy, new surroundings. Embrace new chances at happiness. So just embrace the newness that is coming in along with the new year. Even if you do have to bring some old stuff into the new year, at least bring some new resolutions right along with you. Now, for those of you who aren't familiar with the podcast, we have visuals on YouTube and the audio is on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. So we are about to just jump right in to our show like we normally do. So we have this um, NYC woman who throws all her boyfriend's clothes over the six-floor balcony after catching him in bed with another woman, according to the neighborhood talk. So let me just play this for us to see. This girl is crazy. Oh, wow. She's she giving them a show. She giving them a show. Look at this. She is on a rampage. Yeah, I can see her. Yo. This is what happens when I come back to New York. Mm-mm. Oh, wow. She's still throwing stuff. The cops is outside now. Ma'am, the jig is up. Not done. She is not done. So that's what happened. And you know, funny enough, they say like when a woman is like enraged like that, right? And she does just throw the shit off the balcony. She just does do things in the spare of the moment. You still, in some weird way, have a um opportunity to still get back with her it's when she neatly packs your shit and says it's time to go where there's no chance in hell that she wants you back but anyway let's move on to these next topics because I don't want to spend too much time on the smaller topic so according to the neighborhood talk Nicki Minaj is speaking on breaking the biggest Spotify debut for a female rapper. Now, quick disclaimer, guys, I have not. And when I say, look, the bars, don't be disappointed in me. I have not 
had the opportunity to listen through and through to Nicki Minaj's album, but I am. That is the next order of business right after I'm finished this show to go and listen to her album. And I'm going to be doing a full video review on each song. So that should be coming up um, shortly. But come on, Nicki Minaj, she does not disappoint. So let's see what she has to say about being the biggest or having the biggest debut on Spotify for a female rapper. Hi, 24 hours dreams. <laughs> I thought y'all said she was only pop because I was nobody else out. Oh, so you so you remember so you remember people saying this stuff. People did say this stuff. Spotify. And you know what it is too? Nikki does get to pop her big shit, right? She really does because a lot of people were saying that because she is the only female rapper out. That's why she's so successful. So now we do have Cardi B's. We have the Megan The Stallions. We have the City Girls. We have so many different female rappers. It's like competition is out there now. So are we going to give Nikki the credit that she deserves or are we still going to sit here and play with her pen and play with her name? Like Nikki, give it up. She gives it up and she gives it up fully. So again, I live for moments like this where Nikki just be herself and be herself and her alter ego come out like a big moment. And for those of you who are listening and didn't see what I just did, it was a big FU moment to the people, the criticism, the people who criticized her for absolutely no reason and fail and refused to not even fail, but refused to give her the credit that she absolutely deserves. So, yeah, that's Nikki on Joe Button podcast popping her big one as she deserves to do. The machine you worked. All right. So. Where the hell were you when Tasha K released this um, trailer for the Kevin Hart um, assistant interview? So I do want to give you guys a little disclaimer. There is a lot of moving pieces as it pertains to the Sasha K. Kevin Hart situation. And because it happened in such a crazy wonky timeline, we're going to be going jumping back to the Tasha K. Kevin Hart situation a couple times today. So just keep that in mind. So I'm going to be trying to go in chronological order as to how it happened. So basically, Tasha K. drops this trailer. And according to the Neighborhood Talk, they picked it up. Kevin Hart's assistant spills the tea with Tasha K. and reveals the alleged unseen reality with Kevin's team, including gambling, problems and working and work work flings oh get yourself together okay work flings and more so let's see what the assistant had to say poor was the heart yes kevin hart kevin hart Nico hart Nico hart what made you reach out it is a time for hollywood to hear this story especially because a lot of people are locked in non-disclosures and they're not able to talk and protect themselves mm-hmm. but you have to protect the person you're working for where's your protection when did things start to turn up around there the extortionist i'm listening to mario on the radio in the morning i almost crashed my car 
Because I heard him say that Heaven's best friend, JT Jackson, had set him up. In exchange for millions of dollars. All the charges were dropped against JT, but they weren't dropped against Kevin. They, they re-dug up, I guess, old LGBTQ jokes or something. Correct. That he was saying on Twitter, and they wanted him to apologize, and he said, fuck you. Haley is his publicist, so she called me. She was just like, hey, Maisha, have you spoke to Kevin? I was like, no. I was like, Dave Becky just called me his manager. Um, why? And then... Um, she was like the whole Oscar thing. Kevin needs to say an apology. He's about to lose Nike. Not the first scandal anymore. was with the first baby. Correct. The one in Vegas. Yes. So these other scandals. It's another one in the office. She pregnant again. Correct. With her second baby. And he's still leaving semen stains all over the counter. At the yes. heartbeat. Correct. And showering and then going home. Like I told Aniko, like Kevin is cheating on you with a girl named Nick Morgan. She's his flight attendant. She's on his planes. Does Kevin have a gambling problem or something? His game is poker. Sorry. He gambled y'all money away and, and had to pay y'all half checks? Yes. I, well, <laughs> exactly. I, it was Leland. Leland was messing with our money. But I said, I'm here she is. Oh! Ooh! Ooh! She got it. She on vacation every day. <laughs> When you see a bitch and she don't, all she doing is post vacation pictures with no nigga beside her, the nigga taking the picture. He say, like, nah, baby. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm going to take the pictures for you as many angles as you want, but I can't it, to ensure he don't go up in these motherfucking photos. Right. Nico, I love you. I'm not going to speak bad on her. Aniko's pretty. Aniko's my girl. I'm going to let the winos judge. Aniko's I'm going to put up a side-by-side -side wife versus alleged side bitch i love a machine all right so basically that is the trailer for the kevin hart assistance interview where she spills all this tea about kevin hart having gambling problems kevin hart holds on holds on holds on go back k go back k go back k allegedly because when i say allegedly i do mean allegedly i just erase everything i just said because we are going to fill everything here in with alleged allegedly 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 you know why because lawsuits are flying left right and center and i don't want to catch no strays no bullet holes no nothing so with that being said this is the trailer. Let's go back. This is the trailer from Kevin Hart's um, assistant, previ previous assistant, who spills all this alleged tea about Kevin Hart that he allegedly has gambling problems. He allegedly has been having work flip, um, sexual in, um, sexual interactions with people at work. He's allegedly, possibly, I think something about a baby, if I heard correctly. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I heard something about some pregnancy. I don't I, I don't know. It was going so fast. But the trailers, the trailers do like you kind of catch something and you miss it and whatever. But so much other things. And then she also alleged a couple things about that situation with his best friend or someone. I remember a couple years ago or, or how long ago where there was like... Um, someone was trying to shake down Kevin to get some money, but she's alleging that that's not how it went. So again, we would have to watch the entire interview 
to kind of like understand exactly where she's coming from in regards to all of these different things that she's saying. And she also shows his alleged side chick who I'm going to just say looks very beautiful for those of you who are listening and can't see the side by side that Sasha put up for us on the screen. So we all got the opportunity to see this trailer, right? And when we saw it, we were like, okay, what is going on? Because Tasha has been doing these interviews. First, it was the, um, the interview with Will Smith's um, best friend of 40 years. Now it's this one. Well, later on in the show, you will see what happened shortly after the trailer, right? And we will discuss and jump into it then. But until then, I want us to and you know what? Let's let's let me let me go back a little bit, right? Let me go back. The machine you are because I do want to also, right? I don't want to jump. I do want to progress the show along and not because that's a part of the thing too. When you are kind of new to a space and you are doing these things and stuff like that, it's like for me learning that I don't want to take up too much of anyone's time with all my talking and babbling and stuff like that. But the babble kind of do matter in this situation. So let me kind of jump into my analysis of this whole Kevin having a gambling problem, Kevin, sorry, Kevin having an alleged gambling problem, Kevin having alleged work um, flings, and Kevin allegedly sneaking his best friend, allegedly lying on his, his friend saying that he was trying to extort him when he really wasn't, right? Kevin Hart does have a brand, and the brand that Kevin Hart has built hasn't been a picture perfect brand. The the brand that Kevin Hart has built, he's kind of showed us that in some weird way, he's he's very imperfect. And I think what Kevin Hart should do is allow the assistant. Excuse me, I had to um, burp. Allow the assistant to do what she does and spill all of this tea and I think Kevin Hart needs to sit back before he makes a move and think about how he can turn what the assistant is saying from a negative situation to a positive one, right? So how can he, and that's, 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 that's been Kevin Hart's brand. So the fact that Kevin Hart may or may not have a gambling problem, it doesn't surprise me. The fact that he may or may not be cheating on his wife, it doesn't surprise me. The fact that Kevin Hart may may be shady, have shady dealings with his friends or whatever, it does not surprise me because again, laugh at my pain, these different things, these different stand-ups that 
became polarized and in that he does have that that made him the success that he is was when he was being his authentic self right so there is no need for Kevin Hart to get up on here and be like I am perfect and you know what everything the assistant is saying is lies and Sasha came whatever and be in defense mode or attack mode right I think Kevin Hart's position that he should be playing at this moment is saying, how can I tell the truth about this stuff? And how can I be genuine in my emotions and also laugh at the bullshit? Because Kevin isn't the only one to have a gambling problem. He's not the only one to have work fill um, flings. He's not the only one who may or may not have. Um, and again, this is all alleged. So I'm not saying these things to be fact. I'm just saying if these things are fact, he wouldn't be the only one to be in this situation. And Kevin Hart's superpower as a comedian is his ability to connect with people authentically through the bullshit, through the bullshit. So there's no need for him to say, oh, I'm perfect and my hands are clean. No, Kevin, get up on here and host a show at one of those and this is just an advice to Kevin Hart at one of those massive ass flipping stadiums that you know will be sold out and give us the performance of a lifetime and make us belly laugh to the bullshit. And I'm telling you now, Kevin, don't bring or don't do the jokes the same way you've done them in the past. Be creative, but be honest right and it might take you some time to do that but that is where Kevin Hart's superpower lie not to say to be offensive to the LGBTQIA community but again look at how and I'm losing his name right now but damn how am I losing his name he's a Virgo just like me the other comedian, look at how he got up there and literally laughed in the faces of the LGBTQIA because at the end of the day, who's really homophobe? Is it me or is it you? It, you know what I mean? And he sat there and he 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 laughed about it and he didn't do it in, a in an offensive way. He did it in a way where he spoke facts. And I think that's what Kevin Hart needs to do. And why am I for the life of and I it's not Eddie Murphy. What is this man's name? Oh my god. Now I'm gonna have to look look it up on my phone because I I need his name. I need his name. I need his name. Dave Chappelle. There we go. Dave Chappelle. Sorry I forgot your name. But look at how Dave Chappelle literally was being attacked by the LGBTQIA and he said. I'm laughing at y'all because really and truly, I don't hate y'all, but y'all really hate me. And let me call out some of the truths about your community and how who's really homophobic. Because at the end of the day, I didn't say that. I said this. And then you were the one who did this and did that. And you know what I mean? And then he kind of said, hey, that's self-hate. Like he did a lot in his psychoanalysis along with the jokes as it relates to the LGBTQIA. 
Now, I'm not here to piss off anybody that's a part of the community and say, but again, Dave Chappelle did kind of do his thing when it came to that. He did, and we can't negate it, right? So that's my analysis of this um, interview trailer. And that's what I, that's the approach I wish Kevin Hart do take towards this moving forward. But now we'll move on to Dr. Umar. Cause you know what? In some weird way, Dr. Umar is also funny as shit. So where the hell were you when you realized that Dr. Umar sat down and had uh, um, <laughs> a flipping, what is it called? An interview with the Joe Button podcast. Now, when Dr. Umar sits down and he does an interview, it's something that you just want to sit, you just want to watch, and you just want to learn, and you want to laugh, and you want to understand, because he he's very he's very deep very very deep and if you're a deep person you actually like how deep he does go into the psychoanalysis of the black community and of slavery and, and the implications of how it does affect us in today's society so if you are a black person i can understand why we kind of love Dr. Umar, right? He does get a lot of a, a, a lot of flack for not opening the school, not doing this, not doing that. But again, when you look at the good and the bad of someone and the pros and the cons of someone, Dr. Umar has done way more pros than he has done cons for the community. So again, I don't really need to sit here and 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 um, you know, say anything negative about Dr. Umar. So anyway. We did on the channel talk about how Dr. Umar called out Ish for having a Caucasian um, wife or a Caucasian girlfriend. I think it's a Caucasian wife, right? And we did discuss that in depth in another video um, on the channel. So I'm not going to jump into that. What I am going to jump into is another clip that it's on site was able to get for us. And according to it's on site, Dr. Umar Johnson goes off after being asked if Eminem is one of the best rappers of all time. And it con they continue in air quotes and say, no non-African can be the best of anything African. So again, this may sound kind of cringe when you read it as a non-African or a non-Black person. But again, let's listen to the explanation from Dr. Umar. Ask your question. You don't think Eminem is one of the best rappers of all time? According to who? You, rap fans. Let me say something to you. And this is going to my African fundamentalism. No non-African can ever be the best of anything African. It is an insult to the ancestors, it is an insult to the race, and it is an insult to every black person. Do you think I could go to Palestine and be the best anything of Palestinian culture? You never see that. You think I could go to go to Israel and be the best of anything in Israel, whether it be a cook, an instrumentalist, a dancer? Hell no. And we have to stop yeah, naming non-African people, I Joe. But I disagree. Stay with me though, let me finish this. We got to stop naming non-African people 
as being the best of any aspect of our cultural product Joe, I think you because can. it is an insult. You can. Can. It is an insult. We can acknowledge that the talent is the best. Yes, but, I can but, acknowledge but, but, Eminem's but, we should, he's, but let me tell you. Go ahead. What, what, for you to what put I him mean. at the top, that's, 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 that's white supremacy. That's white supremacy. What's white culture? I don't see Eminem building no schools and hospitals. I don't see DJ Khaled building no schools and hospitals. I don't see DJ Vlad building no damn banks and supermarkets. You don't think Eminem and he kind of do have a point. That's the the messed up part about it, right? Because other communities, other societies, other nationalities, everything else, and again, it doesn't have to be a white or a black thing. When you do step into someone's space right? Their culture, their this or their that. You can't be the best if you're not from the, from, from their stuff. Their best is engraved. Their best was, was vetted. Their best was breaded and made for it. Right? That would be like, uh, and I'm, and something just came to mind that just threw me off. But as it relates to rap, I don't feel as though Eminem is the best rapper of all time. I absolutely don't. Um, and if I do want to be honest, whether I'm a I'm a female or what, blah, 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 people are going to say you're only saying it because you're a female. I do feel like the best rapper of all time is Onika. Like, I do. And maybe because I do, I am a girl and I'm not, like, a part of the Jay-Z time and a part of the this and a part of the that. But I feel like where she... Where, and a lot of people will disagree with my analysis of that, right? It They will. And that too is fine. But the reason why I would put Nicki Minaj at the top of the food chain, not because she wasn't inspired by many others, it's because Nicki Minaj has had many decades of success. And Nicki Minaj is still to this day doing it. And when I say another decade from now, I do still feel she will be doing it and doing it on a big scale. The numbers, the the records, everything just kind of does what it does for her. I just feel like she is. But again, I'm a female, so I know that men watching this will be like, no, it's Jay-Z. What are you talking about? It's DMX. What are you talking about? It's this. It's that. And that, too, is fine. It is fine for us all to feel like it, it's someone else that is the greatest rapper of all time. But to say Eminem is... I feel like that's a disservice to the black community, like Dr. Umar says. So I do kind of agree with Dr. Umar. And that's not to negate Eminem's talent. Because 
now I'm losing the song. Holds on, holds on, holds on, holds on. And I'm having my Nikki moment. Holds on, holds on, holds on, holds on, holds on, holds on. Holds on, holds on, holds on, holds on. Because when I saw Emin fucking M on the freaking Super Bowl and he sang Lose Yourself. I had to make sure I'm getting the name of the song correctly because honestly, I myself am Jamaican. So certain like I'll know the I'll know the song, I'll know the lyrics, I'll know this, but sometimes I may know the face and the person, but sometimes certain things I just almost forgot Dave Chappelle's name. So just bear with me. When Eminem did pop out at the Super Bowl and he sung and he rest he rapped Lose Yourself. I was in the team. I was on, like, we had a big ass TV screen. It's Super Bowl. And I was there rapping and I was there having fun. So that's not to negate Eminem's talent. And the fact that, yo, like, dog, we, we fuck with you heavy. But again, it's not you that's the best or the greatest. And, and Honestly, I'm not saying he's not the best or the greatest because he's white. It's simply because other black people have done more in rap. Eight Mile, a great movie, good movie. Him and 50 Cent, great combination. I think 50 Cent is a better rapper or than. Eminem, I do. Like, yes, um, Eminem do have the, and it is crazy. I'm going into this into this spiel, but yes, Eminem do have the the backing from a lot of people as it relates to "Lose Yourself" and a, and a, I guess other songs that he's done that's been really really mainstream. He does have the Caucasian community backing him as a rapper, but when you do sit down and you do look at Fifty Cent's catalog, like Fifty is a better rapper to me. To me, to me, K Fifty is a better rapper. Okay, so Fifty and Nicki, those those are two people that. That's top five for me. Top two, top three, like, and and it's it's a couple other black people that does come before Eminem, talent wise. So when we do want to have these conversations about Eminem being the greatest rapper of all time, I get it. Maybe for the older folks, that's how you feel. But the newer generation or my generation or just me okay, as a whole feel like it does go to someone else based on talent. So even though Dr. Umar does want to say, hey, it shouldn't go to a white person, which I kind of sort of do agree with, if we're taking the whiteness out of it, just based off of talent alone and catalog and numbers and what is going on in today and consistency, right? 
when we talk about rappers, we're not talking about breeding new rappers. We're talking about being a rapper consistently, right? Because you could hire 20, 30 different rappers and, and, and make them great rappers and have them be great, 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 great rappers. But that doesn't make you a great rapper. It makes you a great developer of talent, Right. So it's a lot of different moving pieces as it relates to this. And you know what? I am getting very, very passionate because, look, I haven't done a full show in a while. I haven't done a full show in a while. Um, life got chaotic. We got let's offer a little offer the celebrities for a little bit. Life got chaotic. And then we had Christmas. It's about to be New Year's. And I've been doing these short videos and I'm trying to like mixed up the channel with short videos because you know a lot of people don't have that long ex um, attention span to listen to the long drawn out content so when I do get the opportunity to kind of shine and like kind of share my opinion and kind of think and and do this with you guys I, I do and I like I do enjoy to do that and I know that for those of you who are listening on the podcast or even watching on YouTube you may not agree with me and that too is fine which is why I always say look just share your thoughts and comments in the comment section down below on YouTube because at the end of the day, even if I don't respond to you, I do get to tune in and I do get to like, you get to like clock me a little bit, like clock this tea bitch because at the end of the day, I don't agree with you. I don't agree with what you said because you know what? Nikki or, or, or 50 is not the greatest rapper of all time and it's such and such. It's Lil Wayne. It's this, it's that, blah, blah, blah. And the reason why I don't put Lil Wayne as the greatest rapper of all time, just in case somebody does say, hey, 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 is because I feel like Lil Wayne and Drake, Drake, matter of fact, Nikki, Nikki, Drake, 50, like I don't put Lil Wayne above these people because- Little Wayne, I feel like, is a great developer of talent, right? I don't feel like he's the best at rapping. Does that make sense? He has birthed a lot of great rappers, but, and it's a lot that goes into it. But anyway, y'all clock the T. Y'all know what I'm talking about. So let's move on and get back on to this, the stories. Because at the end of the day, I'm not trying to waste y'all time. But I really, really, really do enjoy talking to y'all through this mic. I really, really, really do. Now let's move on to the next story. Now, let me tell you something. For those of you who don't know, Taraji P. Henson, we were just talking about 50 Cent, but... Taraji P. Henson is my sister. And when I mean she is my sister, I do mean she is my older twin, right? What does older twin mean? Meaning she was born before me on the same exact day as my birthday. So she's born 9-11. She's a Virgo. I was born 9-11, right? So, and I didn't want to give you my birthday, but you know what? It's okay. Because every time I see Taraji, I just, that's my twin sister, like 9-11. But I kind of want to see what's going on because, again, some of these stories, I don't really look into them before adding them to the to the um, catalog of things that I'm going to speak to you guys about because I do want to kind of. I don't know, like I do want to just experience the first reactions along with you guys. Right. Um, anyway. So the Neighborhood Talk did pull this interview clip. And I think I, you know what? I think I did in some way listen to something. I think I did listen to this clip. Um, something about job and her having to fire the people that she worked with. But let's just jump into it and 
what I watched before, it doesn't really matter. Anyway, so according to the neighborhood talk, y'all here for it? 50 Cent says he's ready to work with Taraji P. Henson after she admitted to firing her team after for not capitalizing off of her success. So first and foremost, why is Taraji not on screen this very second and something I did think about the other day right even with power right there was this thing with power versus um empire I meant to say empire but there was this little game going on where it was like empire versus power empire versus power and power did kind of like come out on top but I think that had a lot to do with the whole Jesse Smollett situation and also the simple fact that Empire was more commercialized and I think people were looking for more of a bang bang pow pow kind of kind of thing to kind of watch on TV which is why I think Power and 50 was able to kind of get that that trophy when it was the empire versus power thing, right? So seeing these two um, big ass moguls, seeing these two big ass giants as it relates to the acting industry, because this is now stepping 50, like you, I just had you in the, the rap, like 50 and his, 50, 50, like he goes at the top of a lot of, the shit that I value in a celebrity because he can do it both. Like 50, he he messes with his fans. He fucks with you heavy as a fan. But then like he, he was at a sign-in event the other day and then he's had his rap career and then he's in his acting bag and then he's in his directing bag and then he's also in his book bag where he write books and then he's also in his audible um, bag where he also reads the book that he wrote. Like. 50 just, you're up there. I just want to let you know, 50 is up there as it relates to a person of success and the celebrity that I really do value. So 50, shout out to you. So off of the rapping bag, this is now 50 in his acting slash director bag wanting to work with Siraji, right? And I am going to play the clip just so that we can kind of understand fully and wholeheartedly before I do put my foot in my mouth as it relates to these two, um, what's really going on with the situation. But what I do want to say before I do play the clip is it's amazing that these two are able to get the empire power situation to the side and say, hey, it really would be nice to work with you. And you know what? Why hasn't Taraji P. Henson been on the screen? Even if, and this is the question I wanted to ask you guys, even if power, not power, if even if, if 50 didn't want to work with um Taraji P. Henson, Empire should be able to rebrew. And honestly, I don't think I could say this word. I don't think I could say this word for YouTube, but can we off Jeffy, Jesse Smollett in Empire and bring Empire back? Re, re like redo Empire. And if we can't do that, can we get Taraji on screen and get her on screen, not on some low budget stuff, but on like a real thing? Let her get what she is worth. Can we do that? Because her talent is impeccable before she turns old and and you know, but Let's listen to the interview clip and let's read together what 50 Cent said. 
interesting business decision that you made. So whether that be representation firing everybody after cookie, everybody had to fucking go. Where is my deal? Where's my commercial cookie was top of the fashion game. Where is my endorsement? What did you have set up for after this? That's why y'all haven't seen me in so long. They had nothing set up. All they wanted was another cookie show. And I said, I I'll do it, but it has to be right. The, per the people deserve, she's too beloved for y'all to fuck it up. And so when they didn't get it right, I was like, well, that's it. And then they had nothing else. You're all fucking fired. I mean, oh my God, she just answered the question that I wanted to answer. So to piggyback on what I said in the beginning, I don't sometimes watch these things. I may have just read the title, read through, but I did not know that that was the exact reason. And honestly, I would have fired all of them motherfuckers too. <sighs> I'm going to say this though. It took me years to get there because I did have a bit of Stockholm syndrome. Baby, it's very real. You are the prize. Don't you ever forget that. You are the talent. You are their check. Don't ever forget that. They work for you. And if they're not, somebody else will do it. Was the best thing business. And honestly, I love that she said that. Because I feel like now I'm able to see why she hasn't been what she can be. So as promised, let's read what 50 Cent says. 50 Cent says they dropped the ball. Fuck them at Siraji P. Henson. I'm ready to work. Let's get it. Greenlight Gang. It says G Unit Film and TV at Branson Konak. The thing with 50, though, is, and 50, like I said, I give you credit and I give people credit where credit is due. Right. I, I do 50. But I do have to also not call you out, but I do have to say Hollywood on a whole doesn't recognize black talent for what it is, because she does. If, if we listen to, to, to Saraji P. Henson and you do kind of get into who she is. She does talk about being underpaid for the films that she did. Forrest Gump, she talks about it. She talks about being the talent and being underpaid. And then 50, you did do such a powerful show with power and for your top talent to walk away the way that he did because he wasn't getting paid it would be nice to see the the cookie and 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 um and 50 collage but the money has to be there because taraji deserves it
She deserves it. I remember what's that show? I, I hustle and flow. Oh my God. Like Taraji, she has it. She has it. She has it. She has it. It's something that's just in her. And she just needs someone to just pay, give her what she is worth and do the job the way it's supposed to be done. And I am happy with the fact that she recognizes that, you know what? Her legacy is more important than going out sad. And I do want to bring up something real quick, right? The other day, and I'm and not to compare black women or whatever in the industry, but we are on the topic of actresses. If you do have Netflix, and I do want you guys to kind of tune in, if you do have Netflix on your TV or one of your devices, I want you to watch this new movie that's been floating around with Gabrielle Union that she did. Like, I feel like after watching that movie, I was so disappointed in Gabrielle Union, and I am going to make a video about it on my TikTok, but I was so disappointed in Gabrielle Union because Gabrielle Union, why did you even do this movie? I don't know if it's because for a check over at Netflix, but it has to be more. The legacy that you leave has to be good. And watching the movie that Gabrielle Union did for Netflix was like watching a Tyler Perry movie that we've seen a thousand times. So it's like, the check has to be good. The looks have to be good. The talent was there for Gabriel Union and the talent has to be there. The director, the director has to, like, it all has to be good because look at how Cookie was. Like, look at, look at how it came together, right? And look at how a lot of things was. So I kind of value the fact that she did sit down and she did do the interview. And I wish I was able to like find out where the interview is. Like, I know if I dig and search, I will be able to, and I probably should, but just having the understanding of why I haven't seen her on the big screen, I'm like, what's going on? What's going on? Not 11. What's going on? We, we does this and we're not, and the thing too, about us is we're not scared of hard work. We just, for lack of a better term, let's use Nikki words. We don't like the pickle juice. Like even for me right now, right? Off, off of the celebrities for a little bit. I like being able to film with like a thousand dollar camera. I like having an expensive microphone, a sheer microphone, short, whatever the hell this thing is called. I like having an expensive computer where I can edit and do things and blah, blah, blah. But because of life and struggles and the different things that I'm going through in my personal life, I can't bring the best. I can't, I can't, I can't do it the way that I want to do it. And it, and it, it irks me. It irks me every single day. Cause I know I can do so much better. But then I have to realize that I'm just not there yet. And when I do the get there, it will be great. You know what I mean? But I said all that to say, we're not scared of hard work. We're not scared to, to do our best and put our best foot forward. Some, th some things you just do have. And when I say Taraji P. Henson has it, she has it. And you know what? It's something that I think attracts I don't know if this is just me just speaking on hokey pokey now, but I think what attracts 50 Cent to Taraji P. Henson is her ability to work hard and to deliver impeccable stuff. Because in his book, 
That's what he talks about. He said, you got to be the hardest working person in that room. And I feel like I'm saying cookie, but Taraji P. Henson always is. You know what I mean? And not because she's my birthday twin, but you know, partly because she is my birthday twin and I know it. But anyway, off of the gibberish and not gibberish, but the jibble jabble. Again, I don't want to take you up too much of y'all time, but again, I, I've been missing in action for a while. So, <laughs> all right. So where the hell were you guys when um, there was some clip floating around where someone was asking, and I don't remember the specifics behind it, which is why I'm going to just say someone was asking, would you rather um, be on government assistance and have a child or have a child by blue face? And the women said, I would rather be on government assistance with a child than have a, a child by blue face. And this is what blue face said. Blue face said, all women could all women would choose to be single moms on government assistance over any man that's been scientifically proven before Blueface. Don't blame me. So chocolate, this user chocolate says, Clarissa included since you want to go there. And Blueface responded, Carlissa especially. Ooh, I've been pronouncing Blueface's mom's name incorrectly. Her name is not Clarissa, and I see that Chocolate did that here too. Her name isn't Clarissa. Her name is Carlisa or Carlissa, but we call her Clarissa. Anyway, he said basically, my mama included. Blueface, let me explain something to you. You are a rapper, and you're supposed to be a rich rapper at this point. Women would much rather have a baby by a rich rapper as materialistic and superficial as it may sound than be on government assistance. So the fact that women are choosing to be on government assistance than be your baby mother or be the ch the mother of your child, it says a lot. And that's all I'm going to say about that and move on because Blueface, you be, you be doing a lot. Now, we do have Gabriel Union on the screen, right? And I do, I did say a lot about the movie that Gabriel Union did play a part in the other day on Netflix. And honestly, that's one of the only movies I, not honestly, not, not, no, honestly, but not, what did I say? I just said probably, not probably is what I mean to say. Honestly, that is the only movie I've ever watched by Gabriel Union where I remember being disappointed by not her acting because her acting was great, but by the plot and the fact that she agreed to do the film knowing that every step along the way, the person watching the film would know what's coming next, right? Because as an actor, you get to read the script and you get to know. And it was like doing a Tyler Perry film. So I feel like that's where I was disappointed in Gabrielle Union in, not her acting skills. Gabrielle Union is an amazing actress and she does this. Gabby and Taraji does this. So I wanted to just include this here, which is a cute little thing that Gabby did 
on being an actress in Hollywood. So according to the Shade Room, Gabrielle Union hops on the viral trend in support of Black actress actresses in Hollywood. So I guess this is like a satire thing that she did, but where she's telling the truth and stuff like that. So let me play it for you guys and listen up if you're listening to the audio and let's just watch her if you're watching this on YouTube. I'm a black actress and producer in Hollywood. Of course I've been mistaken for Garcelle Brandy, Ashanti, Sanania, both Hallies and both Reginas. I'm a black actress and producer in Hollywood. Of course our box office successes never matter. I'm a black actress and producer in Hollywood. Of course I have to put my glam team in my contract because... <laughs> I'm a black actress and producer in Hollywood. Of course I was 30 playing 15. <laughs> I'm a black actress and producer in Hollywood. Of course, I'm going to have to work until it's the end because we can't retire. We don't make enough. I'm a black actress and producer in Hollywood. And of course, I have mastered the art of communicating without communicating when we are around. Usually it goes something like, I'm a black actress and producer in Hollywood, and of course, my favorite phrase is don't put my money. I'm a black actress and producer in Hollywood. So I love I love that she did this um, because a lot of times we tend to think that Hollywood is just, oh, it's so nice to be an actress in Hollywood. It's so nice to just be in Hollywood, Hollywood, Hollywood. But again, black people don't get treated the same in Hollywood. And I think some of the things that she does address here are some of the things that Taraji P. Henson has also complained about in her, in, in her interviews and stuff like that. So seeing it now, it's like, they're both just kind of speaking out in like a speaking out about their experiences. You know what I mean? In Hollywood as they should, because again, Hollywood shouldn't be this hard. A lot of other, I bet Angela, Angela Jolie isn't experiencing this. And if Angela Jolie did have the part of a cookie, the way that we're talking about, what, she played in Mrs. Smith. Like, if it was Angela Jolie who played Cookie, we wouldn't be having the conversation that Sarachi P. Henson is is trying to have with us. If it was Angela Jolie, um, I don't think we would be necessarily having the um the conversation or the experiences that Gabrielle Union is having. Don't get me wrong. Angela Jolie will have her own issues in Hollywood as well. But again, the simple shit that black women go through in Hollywood, that stuff would have been nipped in the bud a long time ago if it was Angela Jolie is what I'm trying to say, right? So I do feel like I do um, like the fact that we were able to kind of address the issues of Hollywood and actresses and stuff like that and kind of touch on everything that Hollywood does kind of do to the black community as it relates to Hollywood right after Dr. Umar did talk about Eminem and all of that. 
So back to Kevin Hart. Didn't I tell you we were going to be jumping around with the Kevin Hart situation? So now let's get back to Kevin Hart. Where were you after you realized that after the trailer was dropped and everything like that, the neighborhood talk posted this. Oop, Kevin Hart suing Tasha K for extortion after she allegedly told him she won't release a damaging interview if he paid her $250,000. Let me read that again for you guys, for the females in the back, right? Whoops. Kevin Hart is suing Tasha K for extortion after she allegedly told him she won't release damaging interview if he paid her 250k now one thing i do want to mention here is the fact that he talks about extortion my thing is i'm just surprised that he's not suing for defamation like cardi b because we do kind of have to talk about that in a little bit of a way right if these things that sh- that the actress that the said that actress sorry that the assistant alleged about you kevin hart gambling cheating um being a bad friend were true or not why isn't there a defamation lawsuit right why isn't that a part of it or is it going to be a defamation lawsuit against the actress uh, why do i keep calling her actress because we were just talking about actress of course okay why is is there going to be a defamation lawsuit against the assistant instead? An extortion for Tasha K? Is that how we're doing it? He's like, let's kill two birds with one stone. All right, no problem. But Tasha, how do you get mixed up into this? How do you get mixed up into the whole 250K situation? All right, so let me read to you guys how she got mixed up. That's why I was a little bit quiet. So according to the Neighborhood Talk, neighbors, Tasha K is in more legal trouble, child. According to the according to the blast, Kevin Hart is suing Tasha K for allegedly trying to extort him for 250K. In the legal documents obtained by the blast, Kevin Hart claims Tasha K sent a representative from her blog to Kevin's team in November 2023 saying that she had an interview with Kevin's former assistant, Maisha Shake, And if he didn't want the damaging interview to come out, he had to cough up 250K. He then sent Tasha a cease and desist saying that she did not have permission to discuss any story about him and he wouldn't be paying her any money. Tasha then posted a snippet of the exclusive interview on her page, a move that Kevin Hart and his legal team looked like his his legal team looked like took as a threat. 
They believed that Tasha was attempting to send a message that if the money wasn't paid, she would release the entire interview. They continue by saying, you have, in air quotes, you have already engaged in criminal conduct and Thordis acts that would entitle Mr. Hart to monetary damages against you should you he elect to commence civil litigation regarding this matter. The lawsuit states, to the extent that you do not cease and desist now, your liability for such, you're liable for such um, monetary, and then that cuts off, right? Oh, wait. Oh, let me read it. I didn't realize they could scroll. Okay. Um, let me read, let me read, let me read, let me read, let me read. Let me read. Did I leave off? So you would be liable for such monetary damages. Damages will increase as will your exposure to criminal penalties. Kevin also stated in the lawsuit that anything Shake said would implicate her because she had to sign a non-disclosure agreement during her employment. Child thoughts, neighbors? So basically, that's what they are saying. So basically, they're saying Tasha had somebody call up and tell Kevin, look, I got this interview, and I don't know if you want to allegedly, allegedly, hold on, Tasha, hold on, wait, wait, wait. Allegedly, according to the neighborhood talk, I'm just allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. So basically, there's a legend that Tasha K had somebody call up, like, hey, yo, I got this interview and I want to release it, but give me 250K so I won't release it. And what happens is he said, um, look, I don't have 250K for you. So here's a cease and desist. Leave me the hell alone and F you and that assistant because. I don't got time for none of y'all and none of what y'all trying to get trying to do. And then she released a trailer. So when she released a trailer that we just watched earlier, where she alleges that he had gambling um, issues, where she alleges that he had work work fil- um, flings, where she alleges that he had um, been a, ba- a bad friend and stuff like that, they said up oh, lawsuit. Now this is to kind of explain to you guys why I think Kevin Hart should have taken the approach that he took, right? Because now Kevin Hart, it makes you look allegedly guilty for the things that were said about you, right? And whether it's true or not, that's none of my business. You're a grown-ass man. Do what you do. I think you need to kind of look at what your brand is you may have forgotten because you haven't really done a a really big stand-up the way that you have and honestly Kevin you did kind of go out a little bit sad when you were doing the real house the house the real house men husbands of hot like when you were doing all of that other stuff like with like that was below your pay grade like you're Kevin Hart you so you sold you sell out you sell out big big events so I feel like what you need to do is understand who you are Kevin and take this situation and capitalize on it whatever you're suing Sasha K for is absolutely nothing it's nonsense and I think that's where people need to understand these celebrities need to kind of understand bloggers like like me, like Tasha K, like all the different bloggers on YouTube, the all the different entertainment. We don't have as much power as you think we do. You give us power when you give us these different reactions. Cause then now all the fans are gonna say, 
Mm-hmm. I know it's true. I know it's true. Um, what, what did Kevin Hart say? Um, black women always say, he always say black women never believe anything. But even that, how did I remember that, Kevin? Because it was one of your jokes. You know what I mean? And I'm not so speaking to Kevin, of course, I'm speaking to people who watch Kevin Hart stand up on everything like that, right? So at the end of the day, I feel like Kevin just needs to capitalize on the situation and just do his big one and not let this situation kind of, um, not let the situation kind of take over. And then too, there is going to always be consequences for someone's actions, right? But I think the consequences shouldn't be, not that, you know what? There are going to be consequences for your actions. So even if Kevin Hart does want to sue Tasha K for extortion, because at the end of the day, you shouldn't be extorting anybody, right? Do I think Tasha K, and let's let's jump into the actual extortion, because I was going to kind of skip over that, but let's jump into it. I do kind of, I am kind of happy. I do feel like Kevin does need to do what I mentioned earlier, but I am kind of happy that there is a lawsuit because you shouldn't be extorting anybody for money. Not because they do have money. That means you you should pounce on, on that. You shouldn't do that. And I feel like that should be a lesson that is taught. So if Tasha K does need to be the sacrificial lamb that is taught the lesson that don't extort celebrities because you may or may not, you may or may, you may think you may or may not think you have something on them, then Tasha K, you would just have to be that. Do I genuinely now think that Tasha K extorted Kevin Hart? No. I'm hoping. And when I say hoping, I do mean hoping to God, this woman that I look up to, right? Because she is also an inspiration as to why I wanted to sit here and do this. One of the inspirations as to why I want to do this. I would hope to God that she isn't trying to do that, right? And a part of the reason why I do like Tasha K, and I do get it that when you are in the industry, your morals and things of, of that sort may change because at the end of the day, you are being sued by Cardi B, all of these different things. You are probably in a tight situation and you do need money, blah, 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 allegedly, 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 allegedly. But again, I would hope that the woman that I look up to and a part of the reason why I do look up Sasha K isn't for the salaciousness. It's not for the salaciousness. It's for the fact that she's able to sit there and literally look y'all in y'all face as celebrities. Sorry, Kevin Hart, but and know that you're going to tune in and say, F you. And in a way, not care. And then the not caring part was the part that I always valued about Tasha K. And when I say not caring, not caring monetarily, right? Where she don't pay people for interviews, right? Where she wasn't one of those, um, po- not podcasts, one of those platforms where she said, you can't pay me to not run a story. And this is something that if you do watch Tasha K, you're going to remember her saying it. You can't pay me to not run a story. I'm going to run my story. If if you, if I hear something and I vet it and I have my receipts, I'm going to run my story and you can't tell me nothing. And then she spins around in her chair and she looks in the camera with her short hair, whether it's red or blue that day, and she looks you into your eyes and she sips her wine glass and she say winos you know and she does that so 
it would be very disappointing if this is true. So I kind of do want to get the specifics about the situation out there and ironed out. Because again, Tasha, like, yeah, it is It is kind of like sad what happened with Cardi, Cardi B and all of that as it relates to Sasha K. But at the end of the day, dude, like, you still have people rooting for you, right? Because you still do have people who kind of like what you stand on. We do. We like what you stand on. And some people, they do like the salaciousness of it. And honestly, if you vet and you have receipts and, and this and that and, and you can prove it, then that's what you do and that's what you're known for and that's what you wanted to be known for. So it does sucks that, you know, certain things did happen with Cardi B and, and all these other people. And But if if it comes out that you are being really, really shysty, and not the stand-up person that we think you we think you are to be. I feel like that's gonna be another knack to who you are, Tasha K. So again, I was gonna jump over the extortion portion of it because I just didn't believe it. I just didn't believe that Tasha K. Because again, Tasha K always sat there. You can't pay me to not run the story. If I hear the story, I'm gonna get paid way more through my YouTube and my and my um my sponsors and like Tasha K, she she kind of had, I don't want to say had, she have said this stuff. So the extortion part of it, I just didn't want to believe. But again, Tasha K does respond to this and we're going to talk about her response in a little bit. Now let's move on. And again, I am speaking so passionately today because again, we ain't talking a long, we ain't talking a minute. All right. So let's jump into this real quick. And I'm not, I'm going to just breeze over this story because it is takeoff. And I feel like as it relates to takeoff and his passing, it is very sensitive, right? And I don't feel like it's something that should be trivialized, but it is something that I do want to touch upon, pay my respects and move along. So according to the neighborhood talk, takeoff's father joins in on wrongful death lawsuit against venue where the rapper was killed once 1 million for a significant personal impact. Now, honestly, as it relates to takeoff's death, do I feel like there was some shady, shady, shady shit that happened that night? Absolutely. But and my daughter, she, we have this thing, right? And this is not, this is not like, um, this is just to kind of like make, make light of the situation, not to like laugh at, um, anything regarding to take off. But I don't know if, if anyone out there have children, but you know, the song, we don't talk about Bruno, no, no. It's like one of those things, right? Where as a collective, we understand that Something shady happened with Takeoff's death, but in some weird way, we don't know where to point the finger, right? Because when we do point the finger here, they're like, no, don't point the finger at me, point the finger at them. And then when you do point the finger at them, they're like, no, don't point the finger at them, point the finger here, point the finger here, there, here, point the finger here. And everybody's like, don't point the finger at me. But again, how did this man end up dead? And he is, I'm not going to say was, he is the best rapper and lyricist in the Migos. So how does the 
best rapper and lyricist of the Migos and the dead. And I can understand how that man's father wants some answers. So again, it can't be like, oh, it's money, but it's not. It's a lot more. It's a lot more. And this family deserves a lot more. They deserve real answers. The public deserves real answers as it relates to this man. We do. We honestly, honestly do. Takeoff was not a bad guy. Takeoff wasn't a chatty guy. Takeoff wasn't a problematic guy. Takeoff was just a chilled, calm guy. So his family deserves whatever they're asking for. And you know what? File as many lawsuits as you can and honestly point the finger at everyone until people start answering the questions that we all want to talk about. Because you know what? Someday we do have to talk about Bruno and we can't all sit down and act like what happened to take off wasn't or isn't that serious or no, it is. It is. And we're going to continue to fight and we're going to continue to acknowledge this. So again, I'm not going to spend too much time on the whole takeoff situation, but I just wanted to make it very, very clear that whatever his family, dad, mom, whoever, whatever they need to do, I am in support of it. Whether it's money or whether it's answers, whatever it is, whether they have answers, public, what, whatever they, they need, they should get it. And join in and whatever you guys need to or want to join in on for this man's death is all I'm going to see on that. All right. You don't think Eminem is- okay, so this is just another um, blog that talked about the same Eminem thing. So I'm going to just skip over that. I didn't realize that we had two of them up here. Now, real quick, um, according to TMZ, Tiana Taylor did secretly file for divorce from Iman Schupert. Schumpert, I can never say his name correctly. I'm sorry, um, Iman. I'm Iman, I think his name is. I'm sorry about that. Honestly, I this was hap- this was like five weeks ago that this was up here. But again, I haven't gotten the time and the ability to sit down and speak with you guys and chit-chat with you guys. So I really do want to say that honestly, um, it's very disheartening to kind of watch them go through this because I don't want to watch them go through this. I feel like their marriage is something that should and could be saved. But again, I'm not into their marriage and into their shoes. So good luck. And just all I wanted to really say was the best of luck to them and the best of luck to both of them. And I just hope that it just doesn't get messy like what we normally see. Cause honestly, these two, they don't, they don't deserve it. And I remember when Iman did his dancing with the stars performance and it was wonderful. And Tiana Taylor is a beautiful woman and they have like they're, 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 they're lit. They're lit. Lit, 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 lit. So I just want to kind of keep them in my memory and 
their legacy being a positive thing and not have it be a shitty divorce is kind of what I wanted to say. So shout out to them. Um, good luck with their divorce. Okay, so where the hell were you when the Shade Room posted what's going on with Chloe Bailey and um, Tyga? So according to the Shade Room, where y'all going? Tyga and Chloe Bailey spotted leaving the club together. All right, so let's see the pictures. That's them. And that's them leaving the club together. So my thing is, do you think these two are an item? Like, are y'all like dating? What's going on? What's up? Let us know. Put us in. Is it like a little one night thingy or y'all friends? What's going on? Because the thing is, I did see Chloe a couple months ago out with Quavo, but I think that was more so work-related than it was personal. But is this business? Are you coming out with a new song? What is it? What is it? What is it? What is it? I want to know because I want to be in your business, Chloe. You out here with Tyga? Like, and Chloe, let us know. Is your sister pregnant or not? I know. It's the big secret. But, like, let us know. Put us in the business. We want to know. Matter of fact, let me speak for myself. I want to know. I want to know. All right. So real quick, guys, let's move on to Simone Biles, right? So Simone Biles is not somebody who we we necessarily talk about a lot, but she did trend the other day and this story did come up with her husband and her. So I kind of want to touch on it. So according to the Neighborhood Talk, Simone Biles says her and her husband agreed not to bring up who is better, who's a better athlete because they can never agree. Um, in air quotes, she said, he has done my workout in the gym and could barely do it. All right. So let me play what this clip is. Who do you think is the better athlete in the house? I think we're good at our own sports. We've mm -hmm. tried to pin each other against um, on like difficulty, ability and all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, gymnastics is harder if yeah. he agrees or not. Wow. Yeah, that's, um, a, that's a nice politician yeah, answer, but here, here's the truth. I'm not um, trying to stir anything I, up in that house. I know your I'm name. Saying, you know what I'm saying? That's yes. what I'm going to say. I, I know your name. You know what I'm wow. saying? So, let's go back. Yeah. Let's go back to what you just said, which is that uh, gymnastics is much harder. Sounds like this has been a household fight for some time. You want to get into it now? Maybe we clear it up. We fought over it a couple times, and then we we vowed once we got married we wouldn't talk about it again. But it keeps coming up every time. But uh, he has done my workout in the gym, and he could barely do it. And then I went to their He's NFL a lot workout, of shots. and I and it's I a lot it. of shots. Fire shots. <laughs> fire. <laughs> She's doing a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's I'm a lot. NFL, right? Yes. Like even just seeing Kevin Hart sit here, right? Because he is doing the interview. Like Kevin, I need you to go and work on that stand up. That's what I need you to go into. Go and work on that stand up, right? And I just kind of checked the topics that we do have. We have a lot of topics left, so I'm gonna try to run through the stories as quick as I can. So I am gonna um, ease up a little bit on all the um, commentary that I am doing and just kind of keep you guys up to date on what is going on. So Simone Biles, she did post the other day, like y'all want me to be insecure so bad. So I do feel like honestly doing what Simone Biles does is a lot more difficult on the body than doing what um, her husband does because it takes a lot more, I wouldn't say skill, but kind of 
like look at what Simone Biles do in terms of gymnastics. Like you can't, he can't do that. And it takes a lot of training and stuff like that. And I think a lot of people do want Simone Biles to feel insecure about how she looks and about how her body is and about, you know, being the athlete that she is because it's not the, um, the popular way of being, but I don't think that should be a thing. I think we should celebrate her the off the field, the way we support her on the field, right? So when the Olympics do roll around, we're like, Simone Miles, Simone Miles, go, 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 go. Win for the USA, USA, USA. So support her and 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 um and acknowledge that she is a great athlete and it does take a lot of work focus and drive to be who she is and to be where she is right and I think that's all we can ask for sometimes JT did reach out all right so let's go so again I told you there's a lot of moving pieces as it relates to the Tasha K um Kevin Hart situation so she gets sued interview drops right as the interview drops neighborhood talk the neighborhood talk picks up a clip from the interview and this is a clip from the interview so according to the neighborhood talk kevin hart allegedly framed his ex-best friend of 30 years jc jackson in fake extortion plot during vegas cheating scandal let's listen to it to me January 4th, 2020 and said, hello, Tasha, it's right here. He said, hello, Tasha, I just want to say thank you for keeping it 100 and in my opinion, riding for me during your segment regarding Kev, you won't regret it, I promise you. I'm so glad you see right through the bullshit. Just know I've been set up and framed for some shit I had zero parts of. I also know that Kevin Hart wasn't even fucking extorted. He's lying about that. Nobody ever contacted Kevin Hart and demanded anything. We have hardcore evidence to prove this, so I guess that's the... Because Kevin filmed the video. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, also, as you saw in the docuseries, they tried to make it seem as if I'm still tied to some plot to extort Kevin lies. I'm now being charged with identity theft. So we went from two counts of extortion in the beginning that were dropped to identity theft. Unreal. Kevin and his team know what I know and made it a point to not let the world know because they know it would make Kevin look bad. Just know that in this case is way deeper than you think. And also, you are also correct. I will be vindicated very soon. Everything you said during the live segment in regards to the scandal has been spot on. He said the girl set up the camera. Again, yeah. we we have proof and evidence that she was extremely involved in that aspect of it. I also know that I was never arrested for anything that happened that year. I was arrested because they had the nerve to say I sent Kevin Hart a demand email to his a personal email account on April 27, 2018, talking about I had a molestation tape of him, which was totally false and desperate, a lie. They jammed me up for. We also have proof for this fact as well. Proof meaning I was arrested for a second email. They claim Kevin received eight months later after the scandal. You notice they never mentioned or said anything to the world or the media in regards to that fact. Anyway, I would love to come on your show one day and drink some wine and talk about it. So, yes. And he said one more thing. Kevin lied about the FBI being involved. They were never involved in this case. Made up case. We have evidence of that as well. Ooh. Yes. And the woman's name is Montia Sabag. Yes. Yes. Okay. The one Kevin got it popping with, he says, in Vegas behind setting him up. Ooh. See? There must have been two cameras in that room. The one that Kevin had in his hand and the other one she had in his hand, her hand. Mm. 
mm-hmm. but I didn't know she had. But they flew together. Phone. He was on a plane with you know, correct, with billionaires on his plane mm-hmm. and flew to Vegas. And you said that Kevin does Kevin have a gambling problem or something? Kevin definitely has a gambling problem. JT did reach out. Okay. So as it relates to this, hold on real quick before we jump into it. Remember how I was talking real passionately and like I'm like popping and popping my shit and stuff like that. I had a cup of coffee before this. Did not today. Again, it's Saturday. I don't drink coffee on Saturday. I drink coffee Monday to Friday. So again, y'all getting all of this pent up energy from this coffee and the jitteriness and all of that. And you're gonna get it because you know what? It's there, right? So with that being said, um, real quick. It's what I said before. It still stands. Kevin Hart just needs to be truthful about the situation and 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 admit to the mistakes and why they happened and who was involved and do what Kevin Hart can do to clean it up and clean it up in a comedic way and do it the same way that he did it. And honestly, if if Kevin, like honestly, Kevin, if your friend, if you were a bad friend to this person of thirty years, clean it up, make it right, apologize. Bring this man on stage and apologize to him. Do something, and this is all alleged. I'm just saying if this is what it is, right? Do something spectacular so that we can understand that, Kevin Hart, you did mess up, and you did mess up big time. And you know what? You you do deserve to fix it, right? And if you don't choose to do it that way, choose to do it a different way. But I do want to just say, it looks bad, Kevin. It does, especially not about the gamble, not about the alleged gambling, not about the alleged um, cheating, but about the setting up the plot to do this, right? And I think what the the, the approach that Kevin should kind of take is how you can perhaps, and this is all alleged that he that he did this but how you can perhaps be a friend of someone for 30 years but then because because this was something that um brother Bailal said at two with the smiths how you can be introduced to an industry like hollywood and how um your friendship can be ruined by some of the things that you do here and some of the things that you are being advised to do or whatever and then you start to take part in these things and think that this right or whatever like he just has to really kind of be truthful and honest about it like sit down and 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 do that Ease up off of the interviews, ease up off of the hosting and clear up this mess right here. Cause this mess is what's going to be what people are going to see. And it seems like JT Jackson, one of your, your friend, your, your, your real friends of 30 years, isn't going to let up cause he wants his name clear too. So clear his name, right? The same way how everyone does this. And I did say that Kevin Hart, um, I did say that about Kevin Hart, that everyone does deserve consequences. So if Tasha K extorted you and the girl was under your assistant, was under a, 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 tight, a tight clang, um, a tight um, NDA, then you too, if you are allegedly a part of this, need to be held accountable as well. So everybody needs to be held accountable or no one needs to be held accountable. It's no way that you want to, in some way, shape or form, hold Tasha K and your assistant accountable, but then hide all of your dirty deeds. That's it. That's not right. That's not balanced. 
right? It's not. And I think sometimes that's where it does piss off the the people at the bottom of the food chain with celebrities because at the end of the day it's like okay 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 you 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 want to expose me and my stuff and do all of this but then what about yours why don't we talk about your stuff and i think that's why people do kind of do the things that they do but <laughs> my daughter just um texted me something and um it says, I love Jesus. Oh my God. That just made me smile. But that's what I had to say about, um, this whole Tasha K, Kevin Hart situation. And I think we do have one more piece to the puzzle as it relates to Tasha K and Kevin Hart, but we'll jump to that when we get there. So moving along, we did see this by Yogati. Yogati made a post on Instagram and it said, kicking it with the family. And it said the streets in between the streets, you know, like the, 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 in, in third grade. And I think this is the message, you know, like in the, the third grade, um, or something like that, where you learned about the greater than a less than dance line. So he put kicking it with the family is the greater than sign the streets. So kicking it with the fam. I don't know if he is still with um, Angela. I hope he is. And I think he is even regardless of the fact that they did have some breakup rumors spurning around, neither one of them confirmed it. And I think they were both seen out. So I want to assume that they are still together. But whether they're together or not, we will get the truth about that coming in this next couple of weeks. He is saying that kicking it with the family is better than being out with the streets. And honestly, that is so true, Yogati. And I'm happy that you are finally starting to see that and enjoy kicking it with the family for your new year. All right. So the stally wagon, Megan, the stally wagon. So according to the shade room, Megan, the stallion opens up about working out and how it has helped her mental health. So this is a video. There's no audio attached to it where Megan is working out for those of you who are listening to the audio podcast and she's killing it in the gym, doing her balls, doing her pull-ups or whatever that thing is called. Her body's looking right, doing her squats. I'm gonna just describe the workouts that she's doing to you, um, to the guys listening to the audio podcast. Her body looks great. She's doing the shoulder taps in from in plank form right now. Her hair looks great. Her body looks great. And you know what, too? I'd be scared to wear wigs because I do work out so heavy. But then now I'm like, I probably should. Now, this is what Megan the Stallion had to say. There are always going to be tough days, but I remind myself that exercise is an investment into my long-term physical and mental health. I love how working out brings mental clarity and physical energy. So I trust the process and grind it out. It also comes down to having good people around you to be your gym accountability partner. She continues by saying physical and mental health go hand in hand, and it's a huge priority for me. For such a long time, our society had a negative stigma around mental health, so I'm committed to doing my part to normalize the conversation and provide people with the right resources they need to get the necessary help. Honestly, Meg, I love this. I love what you said. Um, this was something that Megan the, said, Megan the Stallion said via the people. People Magazine, I'm assuming. So I love this because 
being a workout junkie and a mental health um junkie as well they do go hand in hand once you work out good um you do have mental clarity and for anyone that is suffering with mental health or anything like that what you do want to do and this was my last um one of the advice that one of my therapists had given me if you are suffering with from like a situation and it's really bothering you or whatever go to the gym and give yourself a all-out workout like a great great workout then go and take a cold shower and that should calm you down mentally it's a lot of different things that you can do physically that will help you mentally so shout out to Megan the Stallion for bringing acknowledgement to the two and you know doing what she does as it relates to that all right so little boat someone says Someone named Little Boat says it should take two years to really get engaged. All this five, seven, six years dating is crazy. Definitely a placeholder. And I kind of sort of do agree. I do feel like if you don't get engaged to someone under um, within the first two years, wait in five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years. Um, it's not that you won't get married to them. It's just like, what is the wait for? So I feel like People who do wait five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years, and then they do get married. I think it's more of a financial issue rather than I'm not going to get married to you issue. But there, there are people who they wait five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, thirteen years, and they don't get married. And I think it's just like I'm just never going to marry you, right? So just don't be one of those people who stick around for twenty years and don't get married because marriage is important in some way, shape or form. And matter of fact, don't listen to me. If you value marriage, you value marriage. If you don't value marriage, then you don't value marriage. Look at the pros and cons because 50 Cent, he said he ain't getting married because he got too much money. And you know what he said? That made me feel like I didn't want to get married. He said it in his book. He was like, because if I get rich, right? He said the quickest way to lose money or something about that is to get married because you get married and half of your money is gone so again you got to decide the pros and cons of getting married but this right this post it kind of resonated with me a little bit where I feel like people or I felt like I sat around for a long time waiting or hoping that I would get married and it just didn't so if it didn't happen in the first two years you never know you know maybe don't be so hopeful but anyway let's move the hell on so according to the Neighborhood Talk, Jermaine Jackson, Jackson is sued for alleged sexual assault from 1988. Plaintiff prayed to God for help during the attack and says Barry Gordy assisted with covering it up. Now, I'm not going to read the write-up from the Neighborhood. You know what? Let's read the write-up from the Neighborhood Talk. Let's read it. Let's get into the details. It says the well-known Jackson Five member is accused of sexual assault, sexual battery, sexual abuse, negligence, and the R word by Rita Butler Barrett. She says that the alleged attack took place in her home back in 1988 after Jackson forced himself inside then assaulted her until he was satisfied. According to the lawsuit obtained by the post during the assault plaintiff a woman of faith prayed to god for help during the assault plaintiff feared for her life she had apparently known jackson for years prior to the incident as husband ben barrett worked with barry gordy at the time barrett uh, allegedly confided in barry gordy about the assault the next day, but believes he withheld and concealed the acts 
so that the Jackson and other others in the business with him could continue to profit off of his career. Now, honestly, I do feel like if someone does take advantage of you and defile you in these treacherous ways, we should try to hold them accountable, right? But I'm I'm sorry, let's just, I'm not good with math. Well, I'm, no, I'm lying. I'm very, very good with math, but I really don't feel like doing the math right now. However, waiting 36 years to do something legally to the person, I think is a bit much. I do feel like we do need to have some statutes in place for these civil um, lawsuits. I don't know if it's civil or criminal, but I would assume that if it is criminal, the statute of limitations might've ran out on this one, but we do kind of need for there to be some statute of limitations in regards to these civil lawsuits, because at the end of the day, when these things do happen, you kind of, you are a victim, but You have to also gain the strength in some way to hold the other person accountable. And it shouldn't take 36 years for you to do so. Because now for 36 years, this man has led a perfect life and a perfect career where people now look up to him and all of this stuff, not knowing what he was doing behind the scenes. And now here's a civil case, which I'm going to assume it's a civil case. So here's an alleged civil case about some shit that happened 36 years ago. If you do want to speak about it, write a book and let us know about the experience. But I do think these lawsuits and, and kind of, I think we're like kind of playing with the law. And I feel like when we do put some statue of limitations on the civil, the civil cases and what can and cannot be done for what state and all of that, if we can, I feel like it will help victims decide to pursue things a lot quicker and get the justice that they need a lot quicker than waiting 36 years is all I'm going to have to say about that. So, um, Good luck to this woman and her lawsuit that she has filed. Um, ooh, what's going on with my thingy? Oh, my God. Okay, so my Wi-Fi is acting up. If you guys can still hear me, I don't know. But I am going to give it some time to catch up because we did do an hour and 36 minutes.
I don't know what's going on. Like, if you guys can still see me and hear me, um, my whole thing froze up. I might have to redo this, and that's going to be stressful if I do. So just bear with me a couple minutes. Now it's all gone white. Oh, my God. OMG. Look, I need to say a quick prayer. Okay, wait, I think you guys are back. Hold on, let me see. Okay, so it did go out and I think you guys were able to see me kind of stress a little bit about what's going on. So I don't know what part you guys heard, but what I was gonna say was just good luck to this um, woman on her lawsuit, right? I think that's a sign that we need to hurry this up and get it all along or maybe my commentary against Mr. Jermaine Jackson wasn't the best. I don't know, but let's move on. So I wanted to just say congratulations to SZA. According to the Shade Room, SZA's Snooze officially becomes the only song to spend every week on the Billboard Hot 100 chart this year. So shout out to um, SZA and congratulations on her song Snooze. She looks so, so, so beautiful and we do have waka flocka in the comments saying illest song this year so that is beautiful for her you know what i'm not even going to talk about donald trump right now because he has so much going on in terms of his um his campaign that he's trying to pick up off the ground so let me just move on from donald trump all right so Real quick, remember I mentioned earlier that, hey, you know what, um, Tasha is going to respond to all of this stuff that happened. Well, according to Mob's World, Millie over, Mob, um, Millie over at Mob Radio, she posted this, and this is what Tasha K had to say. I need a lawyer in California that can enter in on my behalf a suggestion of bankruptcy. If it's a very... It's a very quick and easy process. DM me for the gig. I'm in Africa. It's 10 a.m. here. You need a California bar license, and I don't give a damn if you are a social media lawyer. Hit me for the job. Short lawyers should apply to serious inquiries only. Easy clout for anyone starting out. Okay, so let me just comment on this real quick. Tasha K, that's where you went wrong the first time wanting someone to just do and I have to I have to look at my phone um to just take care of something real quick but just wanting to just get it done is where you kind of went wrong the first time so let's not make that mistake and do that again this time right and you know what I'm actually going to end it here because I was going to do a longer show, but because we did cut out and all of that did happen, I'm just going to end it here and I'll do another show tomorrow and get some more topics for you guys. But last time you complained about your lawyers not being the best or not being what you needed to win the defamation suit against you with Cardi B. So don't just get and any old lawyer invest into it because understand the celebrities are bringing the best of the best and you need the best of the best backing you in order for there to be any 
way, shape, or form for you to win this thing with Kevin Hart. And I think her mindset is, oh, well, if I'm bankrupt and you sue me and you win, you won't get any money and all of that. Maybe that may be the thought process. But again, you want to sit down with a top dollar attorney who can walk you through the pros and cons of just doing that, right? And of like, it was like one time, I don't, I think it was Bishop T.D. Jakes who said this, was it or was it someone else? But I kind of like, I like, that's one thing. I listen to a lot of people talk. I like to talk, but I listen to a lot of people talk and I like to always give people credit for what they said because I don't want it to be like it was my words when it wasn't. So I think it was him who said it. But if it wasn't, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but you can't go and because you're at the barber shop and you are talking about a child support case, right? when you need a family attorney to a real estate attorney, right? So you can't go talking about a criminal case to some corporate attorney. You want to go and get the attorney who is versed in what they do. So no, the person that you get don't just need a bar license to do this. You need to get a qualified person, real qualified person, top dollar attorney, even just for the consultation on the, what's the best move. And yes, they're going to want their money. But again, Tasha, we need you to, because the fight is greater than you. It's not just about, and if you're hearing the plane above me, I'm sorry about that. Um, but if you're not, I'm hearing it and it's a little bit distracting. But we need you to show, like, show up and, like, you're showing up to a gunfight with a knife. Like, show up with blazing. And I'm, and I'm not saying the word again because, again, this is YouTube, but show up with guns blazing. They do have, they have all of them stuff on YouTube. So show up blazing to the next fight and show us that, hey, what we do on YouTube, TikTok, just sharing our comments and, and just interviewing people and doing certain things aren't negative and prove that you didn't extort someone. Prove it. You know what I mean? Do certain things. And honestly, Tasha, allegedly you just wanting to file for bankruptcy and taking the easy route out will now question you and say, did you really just extort Kevin if you don't put up a fight? And then now everything that you did stand on, it kind of goes out the window. So anyway, that's all I have to say about this whole situation. I'm not going to jump into any more topics because we did just have that glitch. And I don't like when things glitch. I hate when things glitch when I'm doing this. Hopefully it wasn't too long of a glitch where everyone who did tune in tuned out. But um, what I am going to go back to is our, um, if I can find it. I was going to go back to our quote of the day, but I can't find it. Oh, here it is. So our quote of the day is, don't be afraid of new beginnings. Don't shy away from new people, new energy, new surroundings. Embrace new chances at happiness. We all deserve happiness. We all deserve new beginnings. We all deserve newness. We all deserve everything new um, as it relates to life. And let's make 2024 new for us, right? And let's, even if we do have to bring some old shit along with us, let us still 
take new approaches to it, right? And be as great as we can be, as we know ourselves to be. And again, today is December the 30th, 2023. Happy New Year if I don't get to do the next show with you guys. And I hope you and your family wish you guys all the besties bestest 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 and we'll talk later guys bye